Hello, and welcome to Muse and Metrics. This is your host, Philippa Burgess. This is season three, episode 12. And today's topic is time to update. We are here in 2023. The new year has begun. And it is really try time to not only just think about those goals and objectives that we have or those resolutions that we've made, but really thinking through a complete overhaul of all of those things in our lives that need updating. And if we look at sort of the yearly calendar, uh, fall tends to be a time where we redouble our efforts for goals we may have set at the beginning of the previous year or earlier that year. And then we get into the holidays and the holidays come with all sorts of stuff going on. It's busy. Uh, sometimes it's stressful, sometimes it's joyful, but I find no matter how little I try to plan, it is just still always busy. There's a busyness to the season. And so sometimes when we're so focused on others, it is hard to truly get that attention uh, back to ourselves. And now that we're 2023, we're also really coming out of a pandemic. 2020, 2021, uh, for many of us, were pandemic life. And there were major adjustments that had to happen. I found 2021 to be, I'm going to call it a mixed bag because on one level, there were some losses and adjustments. And yet at the same time, I, I feel that somebody took something from me and then at the same time gave me something. And I was very much focused on the loss but at the same time, if you were to ask me today, would you trade? I'm like what I was given, when I say somebody, the universe, God, life, what I was given in return was better. So I'm not going to go back and change anything. I can't. But I also have that enormous sense of gratitude for everything that was lost was in reality replaced and replaced better. But there was still a lot of stress and anxiety and grief and transition related to the loss. But at the same time, there's also been an enormous amount of appreciation, gratitude, and seeing that my life has just evolved in a wonderful way. And now I sort of feel this need to go through and update everything. And I highly encourage you to do the same. And when I say update, what do I mean by update? So I'm going to ask a challenge question. And this is a challenge question that I fail at, which is when was the last time you updated your headshot? For me, the headshots I'm using online that kind of represent me are from 2018. It's now five years later, and I am not trying to catfish anyone. I'm not trying to pretend that I'm someone I'm not. They're good professionally done photos that for a long time have represented who I am, but I've grown, I've matured, I actually have longer hair, I've probably do my makeup maybe a little bit differently, my persona, my attitudes have changed, and I want photos that reflect who I am now. And those were perfectly good photos. They, they did their job. They no longer represent who I am. So I scheduled a time with a photographer. I've got that coming up and we're going to meet and we're going to take some professional headshots. 
Now, the question is, why use a professional when a cell phone might do just as well? And there's a couple of reasons. So I'm going to start with, if you don't have new headshots, just getting some temp photos, workable ones that you can use around the internet just to update that little circle of your face. A cell phone will do just fine if you really don't have ones that really represent who you are. Again, you're not trying to crop someone else out of the picture. You're wanting to have your full face forward. You're wanting to have good lighting, whether it's outdoors or a really good lighting setup that washes light onto your face. There aren't shadows behind you. That's why they usually do a three-point lighting system. So there's some dimension to it. And you want a photo that when you crop it, your face is just open. There's no sunglasses. There's no hat. There's no kind of hair in your, your eyes. It's a clean, bright, usable photo. But the limitations to that photo is, for example, let's say somebody wants to include you in a local community newsletter, or they want to publish a photo in a magazine, or you're speaking at a conference and they want the slide for a slide presentation, but it's going to be blown up to the size of a stage. You really want great headshots. We're talking 300 DPI minimum, which only come from a professional photographer and not to mention the skill that a professional photographer has to really just frame you appropriately, do a whole book of photos where you get to choose your favorite ones, a couple of different looks, and they're very versatile in how you can use them. You can use them in a byline. If you're writing a blog, if you're going to be a speaker at a conference, it can be the same photo that's included in the program. Anytime you're dealing with either media or just anything that's in the professional sphere, having a good professional headshot is worth its weight in gold. I've done a lot of work with startups and small companies. And one of the very first tasks I either see companies do, or I've done myself in my advising to companies is making sure that the leadership of the company has great headshots. Because that way, they can be used to promote them as they speak and as they are the voice and face of their company because that's where it sort of starts is those leaders need to get out there and talk about what they're doing and the solutions that they're bringing to the industry and the collaborations that they want to make and so being visible is really important so therefore having not only a current representation of who you are but making it as professional as you can be uh, and just to give you a sense of kind of money involved in this uh, it, you know it depends on the level of the photographer but typically i've paid about between 250 270 dollars 300 dollars for professional headshots that's kind of the budget for it sometimes if you're at a conference and they're offering headshots they'll be at a discount because the photographer's there all day and just kind of can take people one after the other, but they still have to go back and they edit the photos. They, they just, they're good at getting them down to that final group that you can then select your favorites from. So the work of a photographer to me is well worth it and something that you can readily, you find someone local and this is what they do. And again, just making sure that they have what I'll call a real camera, not just a cell phone camera.
But again, cell phone cameras can totally pinch hit if you just need to start and you want something that you can immediately get up online to better represent who you are. Now, even before you go get your photos, it's a great time to think about just updating your look before even we look to take the pictures of your look. Just thinking about updating your look. This is a good time. Do you like your hair? Do you like your makeup? Is your makeup fresh? Is there stuff that needs to be purged because it's just now too old? Is there stuff to be replaced? This is great for self-care. We're in that middle time between Christmas and Valentine's Day. So this is a good time to invest in self-care, good skincare products, good hair care products. Uh, is there anything new that you want to be doing with your nails? I no longer use nail polish. I use a product called Color Street and they don't like it when you call them nail stickers, but I refer to them as nail stickers, but they call them sort of real polish strips. I love them. And I didn't wear nail polish for almost two years in the pandemic. And my little packages of Color Street had ended up in storage. And now I've been reunited with them. I am so joyful that I have absolutely love them. And they go on almost like stickers. And then you sort of trim them up and they, they go on soft, they dry hard. And that's just kind of what I use for uh, my nail polish. So and jewelry, I love jewelry, big fan of jewelry. And again, things that got kind of in my storage for two years that I got separated from, super excited to be reunited, not only with the jewelry that I have, I've gotten to buy a few new pieces, but also I have a huge sort of jewelry making kit. And oftentimes I'll make my own earrings, bracelets, necklaces. So think about your jewelry, think about your hair, think about your makeup, uh, and then think about your wardrobe. Look at what is it time to purge? time to get rid of, time to donate, time to throw away, or what needs to go into the repair pile. I have a, I have a whole sort of pile growing of things I just need to a quick stitch or fix or button. Sometimes I'll do it myself. Other times I'll get a bunch together and just take them to the dry cleaners and they have a seamstress and they can take care of it there. Uh, is there anything that you have that just needs to be altered uh, to make it fit better? Um, and again, are there pieces that need to be added to your wardrobe to just update? Because I think for many of us, we may not really have bought much in new clothes or new shoes in the last two years. It just, it wasn't necessary. As long as you had whatever was going to be on camera in your Zoom meeting, we were good. So, and also thinking about uh, shoes, you know, getting uh, your footwear exactly where you want it to be. Uh, I just bought a couple new pairs of shoes that were ridiculous heels and I love them and I'm so happy that I bought them and I haven't worn heels in two years because of the pandemic. So things that just kind of, some of it's kind of getting back to who we were, but also doing it in a way that's updated and that represents who we are in 2023. So think about fashion, think about makeup, think about just everything to do with just beauty, looking good, feeling good. And there's that inner sense of joy and happiness. And so there's an attitude that we also want to embrace as part of updating our ourselves and how we present to the world. And sometimes also updating our own self-talk. I have found that I coached myself a little bit when I found myself saying, 
about something. I don't like this. I was like, oh, I don't like this. I, and, and I think it was flossing. I was like, oh, I don't like flossing. Then I realized like that is not a self-supporting statement for where the condition of my teeth, if I want them to last and I want to get out of the problems that I have with my gums, I need to floss. So having resistance to flossing, having an unhealthy mental attitude toward flossing isn't going to get the job done. And it's just either going to make it painful or it's going to have me want to avoid the task entirely. So I found myself even editing my self-talk to say, I'm going to find a way to enjoy this more. I'm going to look forward to incorporating this into my oral health care and just changing my attitude about it, not allowing myself to say, oh, I don't like something and I don't want to do something that ultimately I know needs to be done and I'm going to have to do it anyway. So now am I going to do it with joy or am I going to do it with resistance and complaint? Because ultimately res resistance and complaint is not going to get done. And I've had the luxury of some time off uh, between school semesters. And I don't know that this luxury will maintain, but I found myself doing oil pulling in the morning. So I spend 20 minutes kind of using oil. Uh, you can use a safflower oil, coconut oil. I'm actually right now using a kind of a mixed oil. So I have a few. And I spend 20 minutes doing that and my breath and my mouth just feel so much cleaner. And then I use my water pick and then I brush my teeth and then I'm flossing and I'm giving myself a 30 minute routine. Now for the 20 minutes that I have the oil, I can't speak. So I'm by myself. Um, but I can take notes. I can put clothes away in my room. I can do stuff. So it's not a, to a 20 minutes of nothing happening. I can do whatever I want with that time. I can't go jogging or go for a walk or things like that. It just is, you know, stay kind of close to uh, my bedroom bathroom area. But I'm able to really give myself a full kind of oral care in the morning and really spend about half an hour with it. And this is because I've had some gingivitis issues and plaque issues and I'm going to be going back to the dentist in a couple months. And I'm like, I want to be a good patient. And I just, I want that extra time. So again, updating some of our routines, some of our healthcare routines that are going to just help us um, feel better, be better, be healthier. Uh, other things just, again, updating can come with scheduling, scheduling time for ourselves, for our self-care. Uh, also look at your admin, look at your paperwork, look at your budget, look at your passports. Is there anything that needs to be updated? Of course, every once in a while, the DMV gives us all the lovely gift of having an expired driver's license on our birthday. Is this the year that you're going to have an expired driver's license? So give that some thought. Just look at your admin in life. Look at considering updating your file folders on your computer, whether you use your, your system or you use a Dropbox or you use G Drive or your cell phone and how they all connect, give that an update. Make sure everything's optimized and working the way that you want it to work. So your files not only are where you want them to be, but that you can find them. Also consider deleting things that are just outdated, old, no longer serve you, things that you just are no longer involved in, working on, interested in, because not only are they taking up space on your computer or in your online storage, but they also take up mental space. I had a 
thought earlier where I was feeling, still feeling really connected to somebody I used to work with that I, I was kind of like, I don't, I don't want this energetic connection anymore. And I realized like why, but I was very present that it was there. So I was thinking, why do I still feel like I have this energetic connection to this person? And then I realized, well, because when I was working with them, I used my own computer and a whole bunch of these files have just ended up on, on my computer that no longer serve me and just need to be deleted. So I have been working on just wholesale deleting things that just I'm no longer involved with. I haven't been involved with in over two years, two, three years. It's like gone, 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 delete, delete, delete. Same thing with emails. I'm an email saver, but now I'm realizing again, huge amounts of data that can just be purged out of there. And organizing the files that I do want to keep and that I do want front and center. And I'm wanting to do a lot more video production. And I find interesting things around the internet. So I take screenshots or I uh, screenshots on my phone or I take a screenshot on my computer. And I want to be able to find those things quickly and easily. And so getting them organized and getting them into the right file folder is ultimately going to help me get more done faster. So I would say just think about updating anything to do with admin, anything to do with, you know, how you interact with your computer, how you interact with your, your real world files, how you uh, have your own documentation, again, driver's license, passports, is there anything that has to be updated? Uh, think about that. And think just through uh, a refresh of your finances, just taking a look, uh, because there's the those sort of three parts of it. There's the cash flow. And as a student, I'm feeling good about cash flow. I'm able to take loans for what I need. But also there's the profit loss and there's the balance sheet. Um, profit loss, I'm not working right now and I need to work. And I've consciously taken some time to allow myself to transition, allow myself to figure out what I want to do next, where I want to go. But it is time that I make sure that I have income and I manage the, what I earn, what I spend, keeping that in check and that there are some financial goals and professional goals that I have for this year and knowing that I want to kind of make sure that I'm keeping track of what a profit loss looks like, i.e. how much does it cost to run my life? And additionally, how much does it cost for me to be in school? Like, what is my tuition? And then the balance sheet is looking at the big picture. What do I have saved for retirement? What kind of school debt do I have? What kind of car loan do I have? You know, relative, what kind of savings do I have? What kind of investment portfolio do I have relative to, you know, just all of it? How does it, what's the big picture? Uh, what do I owe on a credit card or two? What do I owe, you know, just understanding what does that balance sheet look like? And not to be afraid of it, not to be scared of it, but the more that we know what it is, the more we can make better decisions about how we want to impact it and move it in a more positive direction. Getting those appointments scheduled, whether it's a doctor's appointment, dentist appointment, eye doctor appointment, uh, specialist, I see a lung doctor because got all sorts of asthma stuff going on. And, you know, making sure that whatever medicines you need are updated. Uh, I wear contact lenses. So again, back to sort of just making sure like all your appointments 
are up to date or you're starting to plan who you're going to see and when throughout the year. So those are all things to think about when we talk about like time to update. Also, the other thing you can think about updating is there's so many free, low cost, uh, some of them have a modest cost, but there's so many courses, classes, certificates, just ways that you can learn online that will up-level your skills, your abilities. They can be professional, they can be creative, they can be personal. It really doesn't matter what they are, but lean into learning is another really great way to update because we think we know everything until we're confronted with the fact that we don't and the world continues to change around us. And a lot of times I find if we're thinking about starting something, but we haven't started it or we're having some level of procrastination or there's a gap between what we want to be doing and what we are doing, it's usually because there's some missing knowledge or missing skill, missing community, missing mentor. And it really helps to think about that thing you want to do, find that class or could be even a couple different resources that just give you that next task, give you that vision, give you that sense of, okay, they did it. I can do it. Okay. They're breaking it down for me in these very practical, simple steps. I know what equipment I need. I know how much time I need to set aside for this. I know where I need to start. I can now see a realistic path from where I start to where that next milestone is to the sort of the steps to then get to a place where these mentors or teachers are at and that it is a journey. It is a process. I don't have to feel bad about where I am versus where they are. But I know that if I sort of lean in, I learn, I apply, I show up with consistency that I'm going to get to that goal or at least get in that direction. And that was a big thing for me with YouTube because as a graduate student, I've thought long and hard about what can I do for work? And I really get that I'm so busy that I don't, and not just busy and like, oh, I'm not doing much, but like productive busy. I have a lot of responsibilities and things that are important to me that I prioritize and that take time. And I just am not in a situation where I really can serve a customer or a client on their terms and their time frame. Uh, this includes I travel quite a bit and really want my attention to be on my parents at this time. I'm into my martial arts. I'm into creating content. And at the center of it all, I'm, I am a graduate student and I'm accountable to showing up for class, doing the assignments and coming through on the other side, having achieved the learning objective that they've set out for us. So given all that, this idea of not only being a content creator, but monetizing myself as a content creator has shown up as something I wanted to do. And I dipped my toe in the water in it in J July, August of 2022. But then when I went off traveling and I just, I was on such a mission and we've talked before about the hundred day plan. I had a hundred days that were just every day was fully accounted for. And I just was very specific in where I was at any given time. I was two weeks in Colorado. I was six weeks in California. I was four weeks in Colorado. And then I was, and I drove from Pennsylvania to Colorado. And then I drove back with the flights in between from Colorado to California. 
when I was in California, I was with my mom for four weeks. Then I had a week, we were on Catalina with school. And then I had another week back with my mom. So every, everything was really spoken for. I couldn't, there wasn't a whole lot of time. So I could think about wanting to do YouTube or grow on TikTok, but I just, I could only do what I could do. And I wasn't moving in any way that was making any meaningful progress. And so I wanted, I kept thinking about it. Well, what do I want it to be about? What's my purpose? What's my mission? Do I really want to do this? Yes, I really want to do this. Okay. How do I do this? And I just felt that there were a few things that I was like, okay, let's take what's working. I love my radio show. I love the accountability that I have to deliver an episode every week. Uh, I love the producer. I just, I feel like I love feeling like I'm part of a network and I'm part of a community. And so I had this feeling of, I also want to contribute on YouTube for 360 Network for Women. And so that was one of the things I was able to work out coming into 2023 is you can now look for me delivering a weekly video that will be on the 360 YouTube channel. I am totally comfortable with the fact that that has not been built out yet. There's a few videos there. So I really am going to be talking about how to create video, why to create video, and invite other people to come onto this 360 YouTube journey with me, other hosts, other guests, people who are creators, uh, giving them the tools and the encouragement that they need to create uh, across social media. And if they want to be YouTube creators or TikTok creators, we're going to kind of I'll unpack what I'm learning or what I've learned and share that with others. And then I've decided I'm going to play with the three things of making videos, doing live streams and making shorts. And in that hundred day plan that I'm on right now, which started mid December and will go through kind of mid to late March, I have three goals. One's academic. Uh, the second one is monetized content, build my brand. Uh, and the third is my martial arts, getting ready for a martial arts pretest. So those are the three things that I'm really focused on in my hundred day plan. I have not gotten out the gate the way that I had initially was like, Oh, I'm going to make lots of videos. And the, the way I did my calculation was that each video would yield me a, a small return so the idea is, hey, if I make a thousand videos, each one gets me what I refer to as a point. Uh, so each one gets me 10 points. Uh, ultimately, I need 10,000 points. And there you go, 100 days, 100 points a day, 10,000 points. But putting logic behind that, I also realized that this is the type of thing that sort of scales and that you build. So it doesn't matter if I start at nothing, as long as you're consistent, eventually it will build over time. And there's a momentum that will sort of start to happen as I get better. So I took much of December to really focus on how do I do this? What's the missing learning? And I had happened across masterclass, which someone recommended. And I just got masterclass to get masterclass. It just seemed interesting. It's kind of A-list celebrities sharing what they share. And immediately gravitated towards Markay Brownlee, who uh, is moniker on YouTube is MKBHD. And he does videos on tech and he's been doing it for 10 years and he has 6 million followers. And so his class, which is kind of this video class, was great at breaking down everything I need to be thinking about lighting, sound, 
uh, content, consistency, uh, just um, working and playing with just different aspects of creating videos for YouTube. And I just found it super helpful. And it really kind of unlocked me. It was like, oh, okay, this is what I needed to learn. This was the missing piece. Uh, also, I, I'd been looking a lot at different editing softwares and finally kind of settled on a couple, but there's still a, there's still one more, which is part of the Adobe Creative Suite that I want to lean in and see, hey, is this one that I want to use and learn? Because I do have a subscription to it. As a student, I get a deep discount and they gave me a free trial. So I, I really want to kind of get in there before the trial comes to an end so I can make a decision if that should be incorporated into my creative studio. And then, and it's interesting, sometimes you don't notice things until you notice them because it may have always been there, but I didn't see it until it was later revealed to me. After I finished the video class, a streaming class popped up and the streaming class was like, oh, that's what I need. I need to learn about streaming because some of my favorite creators, they just do a live stream and they not really, there's no editing involved. There's no, there's not a lot of, they're, they're, not to say they don't plan and have a topic and have done some research, but it's still, it creates a community. There's a lot more conversation. There's just a regular group of people who show up and it, there's value I find in this concept of live streaming. Another reason why I hadn't considered doing it in the past is my schedule was just so chaotic that I just couldn't get around the idea that there would be a time every day where I could show up and say, I, this is when I stream. But over the Christmas holiday, I really thought through, looked at my spring schedule, looked at my travel schedule and found two times of the day that no matter where I was, whether I was East Coast, Mountain Pacific, uh, that I could commit to and that they worked around my school schedule. They worked around my life, uh, my martial arts schedule. And so it's 12.30 p.m. Eastern and 9.30 p.m. Eastern. So every day this year, I have been showing up twice a day to do a live stream and they are on the things that I'm committed to learning this year. So I'm committed to learning data science and being a good data visualizer and upgrading my maths and upgrading my foreign language. So all the things that I'm interested in learning, I'm just basically inviting people to join me on that learning journey and it will evolve, but it's, it is what it is. I'm just, I'm beginning and some streams have had people join me, which is joyful and other streams I'm on my own and I just share what I share and it's recorded and then it uh, lives as a video on my channel. So I'm creating content that people can watch over time, which ultimately if they're good and consistent and deliver quality will ultimately help me get those subscribers and those watch hours that I'm looking to get on my journey to monetization. So I'm really happy that I've taken the streaming class. It really helped. It showed me the software that he uses and recommends to people for streaming. And I think that's the piece that I'm, I need to get more comfortable with is which software I wanna use and which what their various strengths and limitations are uh, for streaming. But in general, it's uh, it's been good. But I think anything that you're seeing that you want to do, that you're feeling that there's a gap, just look at finding the Facebook groups that have an affinity community, finding the associations that you could potentially join, finding the books about the topic. And if you Google any topic and just put PDF 
in the search, you'll just actually find a lot of free PDF downloads. Just be careful because some of them do go to, if it looks like too scammy or there's too many ads or it's confusing, if you're downloading the ad or the book, I'd avoid those and just make sure you have a really good uh, malware protector so that nothing uh, untoward gets downloaded onto your computer. But a lot of them will just open up to the PDF file itself and you can just download it from there. But it's a really good method uh, of finding you know, additional supporting materials. You can also buy the PDFs or the books on Amazon or Kindle or a books, you know, online bookstore. Or if you go to a physical bookstore, uh, just start surrounding yourself with material about what it is that you're interested in. Uh, similarly, if you use Audible, you know, get some audiobooks on on the topic. Uh, I also recently, um, for Black Friday, got myself a Kindle, so I have a whole kind of Kindle library. And just find people who are interested in the things that you're interested in and doing the things that you're doing. Look for conferences that you can attend, uh, whether it's local or something that you travel to. Uh, and if you go to a conference, stay at the hotel or stay really nearby and just like use the time for networking, for learning, for really just leaning in, showing up, being involved and getting the most out of it. And so that's a, to me, one of the ways to just build momentum around whatever it is that you are looking to do is really finding the community who's also both doing it and in the process of learning how to do it. Build your tribe, build your people, build your community. And so that's a, a whole part of updating is updating your circle, updating you know, who you spend time with, updating your schedule, uh, really auditing your schedule and, and seeing how you spend your time. And is that the best use of your time? Or are those things that you no longer need to be doing or could be delegated to someone else or that you just need extra help with so that you would spend less time doing it? So just, yeah, be thoughtful about your schedule and how you spend your time. And also adjust course, because if you realize that you're spending your time doing a lot of things that you don't see yourself not doing, you see yourself doing those things, then make sure the goals that you have for yourself are aligned with that. And that sometimes that is enough. I was talking to one of my neighbors and he's taken in some foster kids and he, his kids are now grown up and his wife, her son, uh, is now in college. And so they, they, they're in their forties and they have a beautiful empty house and they love kids and they love parenting. And they just said, Hey, you know what? We're, we're ready to bring an, a new family into this house. And they brought in two sets of foster kids. So they have uh, two 14 year olds, a four year old and a one year old. So the, the 14 year old twins are from one family, the four year old and the one year old are from another. And it is, we were just tired talking because he was saying that I'm going to be doing quite a bit of traveling this year and I'm helping them with some stuff with the, especially the older kids. Uh, but I'm only where I am till the end of January. And then I go to California and then I go to Colorado and then I'm back to Pennsylvania and then back to California and then back to Colorado. And so I'm, I'm, and then I'm going to England. And so I'm kind of in this sort of perpetual motion. And there was a part of him that's like, Oh, I, I wish I could have your life to which I looked at him going, well, I also wish I could have yours. I, I can't do that because in my responsibility right now, or what I'm choosing is 
to spend more time with my parents. They need extra help. They live on opposite coasts. They live by themselves. And that's, that's really where my priority is. That's why I'm leaning into being a graduate student. It just kind of, it's, I'm upskilling myself. And in about two years, I'll be ready to get back to work in a more traditional sense, or I'll have found momentum in what I'm doing as a creator. Either way, I just think that I want to be a creator that is around uh, STEM subjects, that's around uh, GIS, mapping, data science, all the things that I'm wanting to learn uh, and teach as I'm learning, eventually I will just be able to teach. So I feel that, you know, that's a huge part of my foundation of what is driving me to make the choices that I'm making. And so, I would, you know, when he was saying, oh, I would love to travel, I was like, yes, but you couldn't do what you're doing as a parent uh, and, and the job that he has that provides for the home and the family. And so sometimes it's just accept where you are. And that I said, you know, at another point in life, you may have that opportunity, but much what happened to me in uh, 2021 and has happened to most of us at some time is that sometimes things need to be taken away from you before other opportunities and blessings are given. And at this point, he should appreciate and, and does appreciate where he's at right now with the family that he has and, and that that's his priority and his purpose at this time. And, you know, my priority and purpose is, is uh, parallel, but different. So to each his own. And so just thinking through like, what are those big foundational, emotional family self-care kind of commitments that you have that everything else needs to just fold around. And that's not to say that those things that you desire are being denied, but they are being deferred. And that not everything that you want needs to be a this year task. So sorting it through and thinking about, you know, what do I want to update my goals to be, my objectives to be around whatever current responsibilities and priorities I have right now? Because not all things go together. So I think that, you know, sometimes the things that just we want don't always align with other things that we want. So just thinking through what, what we really want, what we have, appreciating what we have, and then aligning our goals to the things that are going to make the most sense for that. So similarly, I have to make a, a plan. Uh, like I'm, I'm doing my streaming right now and I have a little studio to do it in while I'm on the East Coast. I don't know what that's going to look like when I go to California. I don't know what that's going to look like when I go to Colorado. And so I just have to think through, okay, I'm going to need lighting. I'm going to need good sound. Um, I'm going to need a space, but like, how do I set up my space? So, you know, I just have to figure out like, how do I be portable with the things that I'm doing? Because I, that's just a reality. I mean, or maybe I show my face less and I kind of talk through something where I'm doing more of a screen share if I don't have an appropriate background to be doing a live stream. So I don't know, it, it will evolve and I'll have to think it through. But again, kind of knowing that my priorities are to just play with content. I mean, what's what I do appreciate back to that idea of we've got cash flow, we've got profit loss, we've got balance sheet. 
my balance sheet is, is awful. I'm not going to lie that that, the fact that I've chosen to do school, I have gone financially backwards, not forwards. Now, in terms of academic credentials, learning, network, upskilling, passion, joy, I feel like I've, I've added lots and lots to my life balance sheet, just not my financial one. Uh, am I feeling like I will be employable and having other great skills to bring to the table with my education? Absolutely. Do I feel even being a grad student and what I'm learning and my desire to learn is going to help me be the content creator that I want to be and, and give me topics to talk about and things to share? Yes, yes, I do. So I feel like there's value, but I don't feel any pressure that I have to have to hit monetization this year. There's no, I think that was something that both of the teachers in masterclass, both for making videos and streaming really came out. It's like, you do it because you're passionate about it. You do it because you're interested in it and it monetizes in its own time. You don't force it. It just, you just follow the process and you follow your passion and you just commit yourself to evolving and doing it better. And in one of the in one of the classes on video, he was saying if he had a hundred days and he could only have a student make one perfect video in a hundred days or make a hundred videos over the hundred days, he would much prefer them make a hundred videos. So I may not make end up making a thousand videos, or maybe I will. Who knows um, how many I'm going to make in my hundred day plan? But I'm going to make way more videos than I've ever made before, and I know that every single one of them is going to get better. Every stream's going to get better. Every video is going to get better. Every short's going to get better. And hopefully I inspire others because they can see where I began and they won't be intimidated to start. I kind of want people to see the awfulness of the beginning because I want them to also understand that with enough time and commitment, it evolves. It's probably my favorite thing about martial arts is that I found that when I was in grade school, I specifically remember in sixth grade, I really, really wanted to be on the basketball team and they had tryouts. And I remember I like asked my mom if she could get me high top sneakers. And like, I really wanted, I wanted to sort of practice a little bit before they had the tryouts. And it was very, I was all about this. And then I tried out and they're like, oh, you're, yeah, you're not good enough. So no, you don't make the team. And I was really mad about it because I was like, wait a second, if you don't teach me who does, how am I supposed to learn this? I'm in sixth grade. My dad does not live at home. I don't have brothers. I don't know where I learned this. I have a neighbor friend who I see during the summers and we would play for hours in the backyard and he would teach me. And, but only to the extent that we were just on some plywood boards and there was a, a basketball hoop on the back of the garage and there was maybe about four or five feet between the back of the garage and the fence. Um, but we would shoot hoops and that was kind of someone who was willing to take the time to teach me. But I was kind of mad at school that I was like, wait, where's the, where's, or, or where's the clinic? Where's the opportunity that even if I wasn't good enough for the team, was there a place where I even had the opportunity to show up and try and then say, okay, and then there's going to be a cut for the team. And then I do remember trying out for cheerleading in eighth grade. And fortunately, the person who was facilitating it had also been my first grade teacher. So she knew me and she had a bit of a soft spot in her heart for me. So she looked at me and she, you know, with this idea that 
I was not as good as these other girls for competition. But she kind of recruited me anyways and was like, you know, you can be an understudy. You can sort of, you can come and do all the practices with us and you're, you're on the team, but you're just, we're not going to put you front and center because we're super competitive and we want to win our trophies, but we're not going to exclude you. So come in, do the best you can. And, you know, if you, if you get competition ready, we'll let you compete. But if you, if you don't, don't worry about it. Like, just don't feel bad that you're not going to be, you know, in tournament, but you will be at all the practice sessions. And I love that. I really appreciate it. That meant a lot to me I, to feel at least I was included and I could do the best that I could, even if it wasn't great. And I remember at the same time I started taking um, a dance class and I loved my dance class because it was, again, it was come as you are, be as you are, and let's just get you better. Let's just get you show up. It wasn't competitive. There really wasn't any public performance associated with it. It was just go to class. It was some form of jazz or um, light ballet. It was, it was very, it was very modern. It's kind of modern dance and it was fun. I really, really enjoyed it. And I loved going to my dance class because it, they just, you just showed up and you just went through the moves. You just learned the routines and, and it was joyful. And it was only later when I discovered first it was ultimate frisbee and then in very short order after that it was martial arts where it was another similar feeling of come as you are we don't care how good or how bad you are we are just here to uh, have a good time practice we'll help you throw a frisbee we'll help you catch a frisbee we'll tell you the rules of the game and you just do the best you can don't worry about it we're all out here to have fun and each team is going to have some amazing players each team is going to have some beginning players and as long as it's kind of pretty evenly spread out, you know, you, you can sit out as long as you want, because I often had to catch my breath because of asthma. But I found my, my asthma got better and better. And each time I could have a lot more run time before I needed to sit out. And then when I found martial arts, that was my favorite. It was like, you're a white belt. Come be a white belt. There is no judgment to being exactly where you are. But if you keep showing up, you keep practicing uh, you stay in, you stay the course and you have discipline and you find joy in the art and in this community, you'll get better. So now I've been training for, this will be my 15th year and I'm getting ready for a third degree advancement test. And I, it's joyful for me because I've been able to just continue. And even when I moved back East and I'm no longer next to kind of my home school, started over as a white belt and did it joyfully. And I play with kids and I'm one of the few adults in class and I don't care. Adults teach the class and I'm an adult student in class. And eventually as I go through the ranks, I too can be a teacher. So I was something that I was in this community and I knew nobody. And then I started the little karate class in the summer of 2022 and suddenly I met the community. I met the parents. I met the kids. I felt like I made friends in a way that was a very light touch. And all I had to do was show up once a week or twice a week to class. And suddenly I had community. Suddenly I have friends. And I just, I love that. And when these new kids moved in next door, uh, right after Thanksgiving, first thing I did was invite them to karate and say, Hey, I'm going, if you want to come with me, you are welcome to. And they joined and came along and I appreciated it. Sometimes I get one, sometimes I get two, sometimes I get none. 
Uh, sometimes I can't go because I have my own other things going on. But I made it very clear that if I'm going, they always have an open invitation. And if they show up during the month of January, there's a good chance I can get another parent to continue to bring them up uh, while I'm gone. And I'll make sure they get a uniform and everything else they need. So it's just, it's a community. And that's uh, what I appreciate about it. But that's what it, whatever it is, just this idea of updating and upgrading. And so for the big thing for me this year is I'm looking at updating my Kung Fu credential. I've been a second degree black belt for 10 years. And so this year, this is my year that I go to third degree. And I'm really excited about it and I'm ready. But it's also going the same discipline that I'm putting into streaming and making videos and doing my academics, I now need to do with my Kung Fu. I will say that I haven't yet put my schedule together for that for this new year. And that's going to be a priority for me this week to kind of figure out, okay, what are the days and times that no matter what, like this is when I'm training because I've got to now be really disciplined about my own training. So on Tuesdays and Thursdays, when I'm in Pennsylvania, I go to the karate class. So that's definitely in my schedule. So now I just need to figure out when do I do kind of my self training uh, for my Kung Fu so I can get ready for my advancement because my next test is on March 5th. And then <clears throat> I have another advancement at the end of uh, June as a pretest, and then the final advancement test on July 11th. So I want to encourage you, think of all the big dates in your calendar this year. What do you have going on? Where do you want to go on vacation? Uh, what family or friends do you want to make a commitment to see? What sports health activities do you want to do? What crafts do you want to do? What do you want to do in the kitchen? What do you want to do uh, with relationships? What do you want to do with your house, uh, with your decor, with your wardrobe, with your look, with your photos, uh, with your computer files, with your admin documents, with your finances. Just think about all the things that you can update this year and just get into it uh, get the community, get the resources, get the learning and just write, you know, just be writing it down, write it down in all sorts of ways, write it down in notebooks, write it down on your computer, write it down on your phone. Uh, just make lists because sometimes like new insights come to you and you sort of rewrite the list or review the list that you've written, kind of an add to them. You know, what do you see as far as associations that you can get more involved in, um, things in your community, things in your neighborhood, again, skills that you can learn. Uh, there's just so much out there. You just need to lean into it. And yeah, just take the time to update. Go through all your social media bios and make sure it properly represents who you are now. I know that's something I need to do that if you go to Linktree, I need to make sure my Linktree is going to the places that I want it to go. And that um, my bios say what I, that they properly represent me, the images properly represent me, the links properly represent me in work, um, that if you have any websites, uh, that they're up to date and that Google yourself and see what comes up. And do you need to update anything? Do you need to change anything? Do you need to delete anything? Or do you need to add new things so the old things kind of get pushed down a bit um, because you want to make sure you're known now uh, around specific new keywords. What are the keywords that you want to be known about? And 
what happens when people Google your name alone or your name related to those keywords or what happens when people Google your name with that and maybe things that you were associated with in the past that you want to be less associated with. And so play with those kind of keywords and those searches and think about just making sure that you not only are, are who you want to be for yourself, you are who you want to be for your family, for your friends, for your community, uh, and then who you want to be in the online space. And this is a, a great year, probably the best year in years to get back out to some conferences, some events, see people in the real world, uh, and engage and look for um, expanding and leaning into the right communities that are going to help you get what you want. Look for that schedule. Look for those accountability structures that help you go further faster because sometimes it's just not about will. It's will and desire, but having structure around that just takes it to a whole nother level and it, that joy of accountability. Uh, and then looking for opportunities. I think one thing I've learned at school is read all the emails. It's amazing what comes across if you just pay attention, show up. I have seen so many things and I just keep, I kept applying for things. Now I'm at the point where I need to stop because I've gotten all the things I applied to and they all take time. I'm now a women tech maker ambassador. I am now an ICCAE scholar, which is the, an intelligence community scholar. I now have my streaming. I now have my YouTube. I got into the full master's program, expanding it from a certificate program. So all the things I applied for in the fall, they said yes. And now I have to deliver. So I, I, although I say, hey, pay attention to the emails, I think now I'm going to use those emails to make videos to call attention to other people about those cool opportunities. I have to limit and respect the fact that my hands are full. My hands are very full right now. So that's not to say that the, the perfect things that are totally aligned or up level things that I'm already committed to can't happen, but I do need to make sure that now that I have everything that I have on my plate, I'm also disciplined to make sure I'm not putting extraneous things that don't belong on my plate or that will tip me over in ways that I don't want to. But also again, look at opening your network, being willing to network. I think that was another thing is when I'm in this sort of deep phase of reinvention, it's hard to network because if people ask, who are you? I was very befuddled and I would show up on Clubhouse from time to time and there's that sense of introduce yourself. And I realized my introductions were getting really messy. Who am I? Uh, now I'm simply a graduate student and a content creator. I can accept that. Obviously I have a few more things going on, but that's kind of now my general bucket that I want to be in. Uh, and also just give a review and give an update to your, your or my, all of our attitudes. Let's think about our attitude towards certain things and think about ways that we can perhaps improve our attitudes around things because it's the same thing. It's just how we think about it. And if it's something that has to be done anyways, how do we embrace it joyfully? How do we ask for the help that we need? How do we find something that says, okay, maybe I can enjoy this more. Maybe I can find some way to make this more tolerable and more enjoyable and more integrated 
into my life because I know ultimately it's for my good and for my benefit. So think about attitudes. And if you feel energetically connected to people or things that you no longer want to be energetically connected to, see if you're holding on to anything. Digital files. Uh, it's not to say like some photographs I will keep from my history, um, but they go into a dedicated like folder now. So they don't just randomly pop up. If I want to go look for them, I can look for them, but they're just not scattered everywhere. So sometimes it's just organizing them, putting them where they belong and deleting the things that no longer serve you, that you no longer need. And that's a really a much better way to sort of energetically disconnect from the things that just we're no longer involved in and no longer serve us. So that's my invitation to you is just to take a look at your entire life right now at the beginning of a new year and look at all the things and all the ways you can just update. So Apple does it. They send through those software updates and the phone gets refreshed and gets, uh, yeah, just gets a whole sort of new and improved version of itself. And I think that that's something we, we, we want to do. Um, it's accepting who we are, but it's just making sure that we're the best versions of who we are and that those best versions are being appropriately communicated to the world and that the admin behind it is as efficient and organized and current as it needs to be. And then we understand and have eyes on the things that are coming at us, whether it is getting, needing a new passport, needing a new driver's license, just anything that administratively needs to be updated, looking into our retirement plans, looking into our savings, our investments, uh, our skills, reskilling, upskilling, our communities, our associations, all of the things just kind of look around, see what is, see what appropriately represents you now, uh, see what no longer serves you, and feel comfortable with the purge so that it's no longer weighing you down. It's no longer taking hard drive space or mental energy or physical space in your home. And really be aware of who you invite into your space, mentally, physically, emotionally, and be protective of yourself and make sure that the people that you're inviting in uh, inspire the most positive feelings in you. And if a lot of negative feelings are coming up, a lot uh, to, you know, you can check yourself to say, hey, is there some trauma or some healing or some other things that I need to address, but that perhaps this person isn't really serving me the way that uh, I, I deserve. And I, that was a big lesson for me was just letting go of nonsense people who I would find myself kind of fighting with this because I was trying to defend my position and they just, it wasn't a sane conversation. It would just go off the rails. And I just, after a while, it was like, I can protect my energy. I can pull back my energy. I do not need to engage in this. And I no longer need these people in my life. And so that's, you know, part of house cleaning and just making sure that we surround ourselves with the people who love us, support us, encourage us, uh, look for us to be our best selves. So I encourage you to, yeah, just think of everything in your life that needs an update and make 2023 the year to be free of all that does not serve us.